Signs of the Southland, June 13th, 2021. Mr. Jake Grant, I heard you watched a very thrilling college baseball series a couple of hours ago. I did. Um, I'd say that I watched the whole game today, but that is a lie uh, because I was golfing and getting horribly burnt by some people uh, playing real slow in front of us. But um, I did come back in time for NC State to uh, put the game in doubt and then uh, reel it back out with a home run. So that was exciting. Um, imagine not winning a uh, home series against uh, our, our, against NC State. Uh, couldn't be me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, good for us. Go ACC. Go, wait, no. No, go ACC. Uh, but in this case, yes, go ACC because we were go ACC unironically. Unironically, yes, exactly. Um, also, did the, you just uh, quote your own tweet on yes, on air? I absolutely did. And the fact that you know that and didn't like it makes me a little sad. So, well, I I was gonna reply that did you forget which account you were on when you uh, when you tweeted this? But uh, I wanted the clout. No lies. I got two likes. That's a good day. Terrible. I'm kind of, uh, at least you didn't retweet yourself from the front of the Rumble seat account. That is <laughs> impressive. Not <laughs> that you have a pension for doing that or anything. No, I never do that. Uh, there's no, uh, no cross links between my account, between the Georgia Tech Swim Club account, between uh, from the Rumble seat. None at all. That is a normal retweet. Find a new slant. <laughs> but no, it, it was a great game. Um, Cops is still uh, probably going to win the Golden Spikes. Uh, he's- Cops is probably going to have a UCL tear. Let's be clear. <laughs> it feels bad to say that, but that arm got overused this weekend. Someone did the uh, someone did the math in the Moon Crew Discord, which I recommend um, you join uh, by subscribing to uh, Split Zone Duo or Moon Crew or uh, the Shutdown Fullcast Patreons. Anyway, moving um, right along. I have um, breaking news. Wait, let me finish the statement first. Cobbs threw approximately 229 pitches this week. Inclu- this includes today, or I guess tonight, yesterday, and then a game on Monday uh, to finish off the regional. The dude, his arm hurts. Let, let yeah. the man take a vacation. I mean, he's getting a vacation now, but like, ugh. Yeah, he needs to go put that on ice or uh... – Take it on a vacation or stick or the whole arm into a bath of liquid nitrogen. Am I right? Sure. Uh, uh, if that would help, then let's go with that. But, um, but also, I have uh, no love lost for uh, seeing an, a, a well regarded SEC team bite the dust in a year in which they were given all of the credit and basically every other conference was given none. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was decent. Uh, the breaking news that just came up. Uh, It's related to track, uh, not our track team, but a track team in Athens uh, who did just hire away the USC uh, head coach. You might be known as uh, the lady who just won the national championship in track. So uh, I have a headache already. Yeah. uh, UGA's first woman's coach to coach a men's team. And uh, I mean, we've we've had a lady coach in our swim program for quite a while now. So get on our level, UGA. Um, That's your... That's your dose of clean old-fashioned hate for the day. You always got to be prepared, especially in the middle of June. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Ides of June, as they say, uh, particularly ripe for rivalry. Well, considering that that season, which was the last one in action, is literally ending today, um, or maybe 
maybe yesterday. Ended yesterday, technically. This weekend, like, that's some major off-season content. I guess, yes, baseball still has another um, week and change of baseball. Yes, but one of the two baseball teams that we're discussing here actually made the tournament, and the other didn't. So, one season ended much earlier than the other. I I was talking about track here, but... um, Okay, well, point taken, but also let me have my moment. This is true. Um, Also... uh, I believe you had associated other comments before we get in, but otherwise we can talk track a little bit if you want. Oh, did I, did I ruin your, your segue into talking about track? Is that what this was being, you were teeing up for? Yeah, I was. Oof. Okay. Well, continue. I'll, I'll shut up now. Uh, track this weekend. Um, much like, uh, how you say the, the vibes I think that you can get from, Georgia Tech women's swimming's showing at nationals, i.e. they didn't bring a lot of athletes, but the ones that they did uh, really made some noise, uh, a la that. Um, I'd say it was a pretty productive weekend out in uh, Oregon at the um, Monument to Man's Hubris uh, track edition that is the Oregon Hayward Field. Okay, uh, it looks good. Oh, it's gorgeous. It was very expensive, and possibly the cost is being misrepresented on the balance sheet, but it looks fantastic. I mean, it's it's a 20,000-seat track stadium. Um, that They should play cricket there. I think it's the perfect size. Uh, well, that would be cool. Uh, NCAA, uh, uh, cricket, if you want to start somewhere, go to Oregon. Uh, anyways, um, so a la the few star athletes get many points. Um up in Oregon, Georgia Tech got 33rd overall, uh, scored eight points, uh, up eight places from 2019, which is the most recent year that outdoor nationals were contested. Um, Bria Matthews and Nicole Feagans, uh, all the headlines go to the two of them. Um, much as we've kind of seen throughout the outdoor season, they've been the standouts and they continue that. Um, Matthews got uh, top 10 in two events that would be sixth in the triple jump fourth in the long jump uh all american in both personal best in school record and triple uh while nicole vegan's got 15th in the 5k that's second team all american and i believe that makes her some level of all american at the cross country indoor and outdoor track levels so um that's pretty cool yeah i'm i'm i mean this is pretty imp- – I mean, 33rd overall with only two athletes is pretty impressive to me. I, I have no frame of reference, uh, not being an expert track person, but it's impressive on its face. Yeah. I mean, I think we got um, top 30 uh, in swim with, what, three or four athletes. So if, if you have a couple athletes that can do a big dent, um, you know, you, you, walk, you walk home with a – Hey, we were top X in the nation, and, and that's a pretty good place to be. It's, I mean, if you're looking at thirty third, I guess that figures to be, I guess that's like win a opening game in, in a March Madness tournament, or well, know, it's top. Thirty third is probably like ninetieth percentile technically, if you calculate D one schools that offer programs, track programs, probably ninetieth percentile. Yeah, I mean, some of that's us comparing ourselves to, like, low, low majors with that. Um, so I would expect somewhere higher than that. But, you know, 33rd for a, you know, we're not a powerhouse. So uh, not to beat that dead horse. Uh, but, you know, 
a good uh, a good way to end the year, I think. Is, is yeah. what, and that, I mean, oh. not to seem like we're wrapping up the show early, but that is the last Georgia Tech sporting event of the 2020-2021 academic slash athletic year. Um, so really, I mean, from here until the end of the the NCAA year on June 30th. Not a, not a whole lot going on, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a quick search uh, since we're talking about that. Um, I don't think they've updated the uh, College Directors Cup standings to include spring stats yet. Um, but uh, let's see. Let's see. They have, I think, I was seeing something in Discord, the aforementioned Moon Crew Discord, this morning about how Texas had locked up the one spot uh, against Stanford. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't know if that included um, like officially done stuff, but let's, let's take a look. I know they have winter and fall out. So I'm going to look for us in that first. Okay. Georgia tech in the winter, we were in uh 52nd, which is Hi. not, not bad for, I guess not having many teams, you know. Um, yeah, 250 points overall, uh, 52nd. And that uh, doesn't include some of our, uh, you know, baseball-y uh, fun. The, the hit stick sports. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if that includes volleyball either, if I'm looking at this right. Volleyball uh, would be fall, winter. winter. Yeah. Even but, if it um, was a – even well – who knows? The, this year is bad for, you know, common sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is this is through June 3rd for the winter. Let's see if I can – and, yeah, it includes the fall. So we're at least hovering around the 50, 50th percentile, and that's before including the tennises. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, on, hold on, hold on. 50 percentile or number – 50th, like 50th overall. rank? My bad. Okay. 50th overall. Sorry. Two different things. Two different things. Yes, um, and this is actually where we can see how many schools are, are lumped into this. Um, it looks like 250 um, have qualified for at least one postseason through the winter and fall. So, yeah, top 20%. Okay, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, it would be really cool, uh, and this is a bookmark for us to come back to later on, if we could uh, chart progress over the last couple of years. We could probably dig into that over the summer. That would be a good. That'd be a good bit. Um, I did fall off in charting my uh, like aggregate rankings of tech teams uh, that we kind of talked about a little bit uh, during the year as as finals rolled around, and then I couldn't find ways to go back and find old releases. But um, yeah, no, definitely ways we can we can dig into the the holistic process. But this is definitely a step up from being the. Uh, Worst, worst power five team for for lack of a better lack of a better epithet. But that that was a couple of years ago. Um, last I the the lowest one I can see is Mississippi State down in one hundred and fiftieth. So not bad, not bad. I'd say we're, we're in a good position here. Yeah. Speaking of other good positions, uh, let's talk about baseball postseason awards, shall we? Yeah, sure. Uh, Kim Parada, named freshman All-American. Uh, he had a really, really good year. Uh, this is not like this isn't going to be some sort of long soliloquy, uh, but he did have a very, very good year. And I mean, you got three more years of him, unless he declares. Uh, he'll probably declare 
once once he's eligible. But I think that means we get two at least. So there's that. Dude. Yeah, dude is dude is really good. Dude is the truth. Um, it I, I think we mentioned this last week when we were talking about roster construction uh, this baseball season. But thinking back to the discussions that we were having at the beginning of the year with Holland versus Parada. Um, and how the season panned out, it it kind of makes you think why this was a hard decision at the end, right? Obviously, you're you're talking about hindsight is twenty twenty one here, but like, you know, like you're talking about a freshman All American who really proved himself throughout the year. Obviously, there were a couple of like more, more freshman mistakes. I think uh, some of the defense uh, on his part, especially when it comes to wild pitches and controlling those. Uh, was a little, a little dirty, a little, uh, a little sloppy. But at the end of the day, like his bat was good. He was really good behind the dish, um, and he looks like at at this stage the next big Georgia Tech or next great Georgia Tech catcher. And I think that's something really inspiring. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Um, he's a great player. I think him not getting this uh, <laughs> this designation probably would have been a bit of a crime. So. Um, Good for him. Uh, I, I do want to circle back real quick. Um, the uh, the point so far did include the spring conclusion of uh, women's cross country and women's volleyball. So, yeah, in, in case our listeners were on the edge of their seats about that. Uh, in terms of baseball, um, I think right now NC State's the only ACC team uh, confirmed to be through to uh, Omaha, but uh, we did sweep them. Uh, look forward to seeing what our boys can do in the fall, I, or well, fall season for tune-ups and then spring to play. Um, there are definitely going to be some names to watch as we go uh, towards the draft, both from the team and in terms of potential uh, recruits. Um, but we will definitely dive more into that as the summer progresses, and we look for things to talk about. So, I, yeah. It's more scrounge than look, let's be clear. Yeah, that is that is fair, uh, and and again we'll we'll do previews as well. So we're not going anywhere, but um, definitely uh, keep an eye on that as as a story to look for as we go pretty quiet over the summer. Okay, so we, we keep doing this thing where we finish a segment and then sound like we're wrapping up the show despite only being maybe ten minutes in. So let's not do that with this next one, which is we're talking about the big recruiting weekend that football had this past weekend. Hosted a lot of recruits. Saw a lot of pictures on, on Twitter, on uh, on Instagram. A lot of recruits had a lot of fun. A lot of high level recruits too. I think we had a we had a bunch of four stars walk into the building, take a lot of pictures with what looked to be very expensive cars on a very nice turf field uh, at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Um, I might be a little crotchety uh, in that. That's uh, you know a nice little turf field and you're putting putting cars on it but that's a that's a choice by the athletic department and they can live with that right um sir do you know how many times we have aided and abetted a car driving across that field i don't think you know what i mean (laughs) there's a difference um, between there's a difference between like 13 inch tires not 13 inch like whatever the width is on the rex tires and the tires it's of a BMW, right? I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It may be 13 inches in, in uh, diameter or radius. I don't know. Math is hard. Probably radius. Um, the beep boops, man. 
Uh, all right, I had to change a couple tires this weekend. All right, so we're we're just gonna all my mechanical engineering knowledge has been drained via that. Uh, but okay. to get back on topic, big recruiting weekend. I don't have a list of the people who were here in front of me, and I also don't think it would be very easy to scrounge up a list personally. But I don't know. I hope they had fun. There's, I hope some of them commit. Yeah, there's people whose websites cost uh, infinitely more than ours uh, who compile all that information. <laughs> Anything greater than zero is, I guess, infinite. Hey, I mean, we uh, we do this for the love of the game, I guess. I don't know. That sounds dumb. But uh, yeah, big recruits on campus, including, I believe, a couple commits, too. So it's yeah. good to see them kind of uh, actively recruiting uh, or um, encouraging those who have not yet decided or... Uh, who are um, in that process uh, to come around. But um, yeah. Yeah. And, and we've talked before. Well, it may just be uh, both of us and, and the rest of the writers from talking before how I think you really, for, for Georgia Tech specifically, it's important and it's imperative that you get those kids on campus. And that's why I think the dead period being so long because of, uh, because of the last couple, of, I mean, the last year, uh, was a real detriment to recruiting and you saw tech take a bit of a step back is because we have we have very persuasive coaches on staff and i'm not saying that as as a um as a euphemism in any way i think like people like tashar choice uh, and kevin cone and, and those guys who are running point on some of these recruiting things they are very very persuasive they have big personalities they uh, they know what recruits want, the modern recruit wants. Um, and giving these kids an opportunity to interact with them, get on campus, sort of look, see the locker rooms, see the stadium, see that we're not just, you know, a city campus. We are like Georgia Tech is its own little slice of Midtown that's that's neatly separate from Atlanta, but still, you know, part of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I think there's value to that. And and that's what we're seeing with the return of these big recruiting weekends. And I think there's a couple more lined up for the rest of the month of June. Um, you're, you're seeing these kids get the opportunity to have that experience on campus and, and Georgia Tech to really profit off of that, off of giving those kids that experience because they get to understand, look, this is the Georgia Tech experience. This is the student experience. This is the athletic experience. Um, obviously, you have to take calculus if you come here. But look at where you are. Look at what you can do. Uh, and I think that's super valuable. Yeah. Uh, and even uh, diving into uh, transfer portals type stuff as well, seeing uh, Ryan Johnson, who is going for his master's in analytics, which, I mean, we could we could talk all day about how that is a uh, big area of growth for Georgia Very Tech. valuable degree as well, someone even, who's considered it. <laughs> even, even outside the like athletics like space, too. Like, that is one of Georgia Tech's, um, I guess, like fastest growing opportunities. So um, definitely good to see uh, some of our uh, athletes take, taking advantage of that too. Ryan Johnson, of course, we mentioned uh, because he was named to the academic all-district team. Um, seems like a smart dude based on, I mean, obviously, uh, RamblinRec.com is not going to undersell this man, but uh, he is, uh, he's been uh, – recognized all district um if several several times so um well yeah. so look at this i'm reading through i'm reading through the release right that was put on on ramlinrec.com um 
what you have to do is you have to have to be considered for all district recognition. You have to have a minimum GPA of 3.3 and quote unquote, be a significant contributor athletically. Obviously yep. he's a starting to, he's a starting offensive lineman. Right. And then he's posted a three, six GPA in his master's program. Uh, regardless of what you think about, you know, athlete support systems and whether that, you know, uh, uh, that that kind of stuff aside, a three six in a master's program is no joke. Uh, yeah, and it's it's part of the Georgia Tech experience, like we're talking about. Like you can, this is why Calvin Johnson and his family picked coming to Tech, right? It's because you have the athletic experience, you have the athletic facilities, but you also have the academic qualifications, you have the academic standards. Yeah, and um, not to uh, like pillory and, and harp on this like johnson is, is is a very smart guy he got an engineering degree at tennessee in two and a half years plus a master's before he even left there to come here to get another master's so uh, again having people like that that can talk about this experience of being um in a in stem programs at, at georgia tech like that is being in stem programs as a football player and succeeding too like this is bedford s stuff right exactly exactly who i was gonna go for there but you know like i mean we people would harp on the the ben lammers engineering and angles angles yeah ugh, and all that crap but no like that is georgia tech's mo and it's good to see that is uh something that can be uh true for i guess it's 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 emblematic of the opportunities you get at georgia tech so mm-hmm. congrats uh, let's shift gears from talking about people that could be on campus uh, to people that are on campus. Uh, let's talk about men's basketball. Uh, a couple of news items coming out of this week. Number one, and I think most importantly, uh, Michael DeVoe has chosen to come back to school uh, and play for Tech in his final season, which I think is super cool. Uh, and then you also see Tech's latest crop of freshmen come to campus and, and uh, start working out and, and start getting, uh, you know, comfortable with the team. Uh, so big, I don't know, like not program shifting moments here, but you're starting to see the pieces of a 21-22 team come together uh, right as we kickstart the summer semester at Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a uh... – a plus, I think Passner's uh, staff and, and Passner himself, obviously, um, sort of alluded to this, but they're definitely better suited to know what their team's going to look like. The sooner, the better, especially heading into the summer with classes and, and things will start to kick back into gear here uh, at uh, at some point soon. So to have a, you know, a, a strong guard presence, uh, another one known back, like obviously we've already heard about. Um, Usher and Parham, but DeVoe back too. That's another thing that you can kind of bank on. Obviously, there there'll be other players, uh, Kyle Sturdivant, Tristan Maxwell, um, who are around. Uh, so yeah, uh, and, I, I, and I mean the uh, the dangling item here, as, as I think we were talking about before, is Jose Alvarado. Yep, right. He's still he, he could still come back. I, I don't. I'm not going to put a percentage on it. I'm just going to say that put that out there into the ether that it is a possibility. Right. Yep. And the, uh, how you say, it, if this man decides, hey, like, I got my degree, like, it's time for me to go play in Europe, support my family, or 
get that bread. Like it, it is his call. Um, but we would obviously love to see him back in in town and in uh, in the white and gold. Yeah. Speaking of where the white and gold will play next year, it was announced earlier last week that Tech will play uh, University of Southern California in Phoenix as part of the Colangelo Classic. I didn't actually see a date on the on our little shot sheet here, so I'm going to go find out what date that's on. That is on December 18th, so that's part of the you know the opening season circuit of games. Um, so yeah, that is now on the schedule. Uh, hopefully that and, and we've harped a lot about uh, poor basketball strength of schedule in uh, in recent years. I, it, this seems like a step in the right direction, personally. Yep, I would agree. Um, and plus, it, I think the uh, the amount of mileage uh, one can get out of storylines uh, related to USC, especially as it pertains to Georgia Tech basketball, is pretty excellent. Uh, playing them in particular, while uh, Kyle Sturdivant and Jordan Usher, who are both USC transfers, are still on the team, I think that's interesting. Uh, I think uh, one of the most probably uh, – well-deserved good memories in Georgia Tech men's basketball history. Uh, the, the Holy Mackerel call uh, up in Milwaukee, uh, I believe that was the Bradley Center in 92. Um, Georgia Tech's, uh, I think it was James Forrest. Uh, Sounds hit, right. Yeah, hits uh, three to go up, 79-78 to beat the buzzer. Um, obviously not one of the famous final four years, but uh, definitely Georgia Tech's probably most prominent um slice of like the the classic march madness uh buzzer beating highlight uh, one shining moment highlights yes exactly other than just the face shield <laughs> um i will i will say what a fun bunch they they really surprised team in the past year they really <laughs> did make the tournament didn't they <laughs> i won the acc's my guy they did. They did that too. That was <laughs> that was three months ago. Wow. When when we unpack the year, that is definitely one that probably gets a whole week. Uh, is is those guys? But um, yeah, yeah. no, Angelo Classic, December eighteenth, Phoenix. Um, it's after finals. If you're a, a student listening to this and you want some sunshine before you go to uh, family Christmas or whatever, go. Uh, Go watch them play out there. Um, also, uh, Josh Passner's stomping grounds. Uh, he played in college um, for uh, Lute Olson down in Tucson. So not not the same thing, but uh, still getting in the state of Arizona. So I guess there's that. Um, that's all I got on, on the uh, Colangelo stuff. Uh, just to talk about the rest of the slate, uh, it's Gonzaga versus Texas Tech, Grand Canyon versus San Francisco, and Northern Arizona versus San Diego in a one-day quadruple header. So okay. they're playing. They're playing four games back to back to back to back in Phoenix Suns Arena in Phoenix, which I believe was called something else, like literally two weeks ago, but the naming rights seem to have expired. So whatever. Well, I know back in the day it was the U.S. Airways Center uh, because I am a. Airplane nerd extraordinaire. I thought it was like the Gila River Casino Arena or something. No, no, no. Gila River is where the Coyotes play, which is out in the burbs. Um, I thought they shared an arena. No, it's it's two different arenas. Oh, my God. My head hurts already. What is it with uh, Sun 
Sun uh, City teams playing in two different arenas because the Panthers and the Heat play in two different arenas too. Um, well, so did the that Washington one's just football, dumb. But, like uh, the, the Florida Panthers play in Sunrise. Yeah, the um, uh, the previous I guess notable name uh, after the America West and U.S. Airways uh, names was Talking Stick Resort Arena. I believe that is uh, a casino. That is a casino. I do recognize that as a casino name. Yeah. Uh, And then it was PHX Arena, uh, which is the local shortcut for – it's the ATL equivalent out there. Not sure why they went from that to to Phoenix Suns Arena, but whatever. Um, Naming rights are in the process of being sold, all right? You know, someone's got to get paid. Yeah. Um, also, of note, since we did mention that uh, the Arizona uh, Coyotes uh, at the time were called the Phoenix Coyotes after they moved down uh, from the Great White North, they played their first seven seasons at the arena. And then I guess they left. They uh, bullied a different city into paying for a brand new hockey arena. Yes. Um, but My uh, favorite. Yeah, it, it is downtown uh, next to Chase Field. I've been to Chase Field. I have not been to Phoenix Suns Arena. Uh, but uh, the Jackets will go there in the in the winter, so perhaps we'll make a trip out there. I mean, I hear Phoenix is beautiful in mid-December. We could uh, golf, I guess. I don't know. You're not a golfer, though, so go figure. Oh, well, waste management. Is it, is it waste management that time of year? Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I feel like we missed our opportunity for the Georgia Tech golf-themed trip out to Phoenix like two weeks ago. But This is true. Yeah. Do, do you want to move on before we yeah. keep beating – we beat this horse into glue? Okay. Yeah. Talk, tell me about volleyball. That's next on the shot sheet. I know you have a you have a lot to ramble about here. I was not expecting to write this much up about a transfer. But, you um, know, when we put together – this is a sidebar. When you put together the shot sheet this morning, we were thinking about the shot sheet this afternoon. It was going to be very short. And instead, we've milked like 20 minutes out of it. So go us. Yeah. Um, and this will this could very well be our most uh, – wordy dealio of the evening um but, talk uh, yeah uh nicole drunick nebraska transfer coming in with sophomore eligibility um when i saw this get posted on wednesday thursday whenever that was uh, i didn't honestly uh think a lot of it because i didn't actually like see she was from nebraska or go into any details on this uh but i will say it rounds out the class uh pretty well i would say um coming in with sophomore eligibility um, played in most games uh, for Nebraska in 2019. Didn't fill out the score sheet too much, if that makes sense, but w- was was not zeros across the board. You know, you got your digs, got your aces, whatnot. Uh, that sounded really lame and like I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm spitballing here uh, as I get around to the fact that she opted out in 2020. So did not see her in the fall or in the spring. It, it, given that's the Big Ten, they probably only played in the spring. If I had to guess, I can't remember on that. Uh, but she is coming from, uh, if not a, a blue blood of the sport, then definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Nebraska has never missed uh, an AIWA or an NCAA tournament. Um, that competition dates back to 1975, uh, or that streak does, uh, when they were founded. Um, they, they were founded shortly after Title IX in, in 1975. So Nebraska, quite good. Uh, they complemented that. 25, 45, 46 straight, <laughs> 46 Come on, straight. You can do math with um, 
with four national titles, uh, all of them coming since 2000 under their current head coach. Uh, and they also lead the nation in attendance basically every year since 2013. Uh, their stadium is the former basketball stadium on campus, but it seats about 8,000. So not a slouch of a program to, to steal a player from. Obviously, probably not a like a starter major role player, and it's a transfer. But you're also – there but was, by taking a transfer from Nebraska, you're also betting on Nebraska talent evaluation, right? Yep. Like, you're not <laughs> – Nebraska, given that they're Nebraska, is not bad at talent evaluation. You're just getting one that slipped through the cracks effectively. Yes. Uh, well, the, hey, maybe there's somebody else in her class that also was a setter. Um, being behind an established setter in, in the form of Maddie McKissick, uh, and I believe Bella D'Amico uh, played – serviceably there last year so a little bit very well but we don't it's not like we have analytics for volleyball but we had uh like i I think with with injuries and stuff it was pretty thin uh, other than that so she'll definitely get an opportunity here but it's all made sense because i was like how how did we get a nebraska uh, volleyball transfer that would be you know that would be like reeling in the, the Alabama transfer, which yeah, Georgia okay. Tech did literally this past cycle. Yeah, sure. Football. Yeah, yeah that. Um, but uh, fun fact, uh, Drew Nick apparently plays for the Brazilian uh, youth team uh, along with uh, a couple other jackets past and present and uh, uh, aspects of the coaching staff. So it makes sense how we found her because uh, that is okay, a very well, flowing pipeline for Georgia Tech, I would say. Okay, now I need to look up – the Brazilian, or I need to look up youth volleyball's uh, nationality definitions because, you know, on the face, Drunik does not does not strike me as a Brazilian last name. Yeah, uh, neither does it for me. Uh, so I will let you do that. Um, but I'm I not actually going to do it. I'm, oh. I'm way too lazy. Oops. Well, well, she and uh, I, we can go more into the. Um, the incoming class uh, when we preview their upcoming year, but uh, she joins another uh, setter coming in and another Brazilian coming in. <laughs> and then there's, a, there's a third transfer to round it out. Uh, I believe all of our incoming players, there's four of them are split between uh, there's two transfers, two freshmen, uh, two setters, two liberos uh, slash defensive specialists, uh, two Brazilians, two non-Brazilians. I think uh, don't quote me on that one. That's more me spitballing off the sheet. Cause I, I know two of them are uh, Brazilian youth national team types, um, but I don't think the other two are. Are we just the – is the Brazilian youth team just a feeder team for Georgia Tech, my column? Yeah. There's a lot, uh, a lot worse countries that you could <laughs> just be poaching all the talent from. They're, they're a pretty solid team. Uh, uh, Claudio Pinero, uh, has, how many gold medals does he have? One, two? Multiple. He's got uh, – He's got the hardware to back it up. So I definitely would be confident in continuing to uh, providing their athletes with the college experience and uh, opportunity to play in the United States. So I'm down for it. Yep. And uh, on top of this, all six of our starters return, or our usual starters, that is. Um, so, yeah. Coming all six of the that. starters. And then you ha- also have some of the rotational pieces, right? You have, uh, yep. we talked about Bill D'Amico. Um, I'm the name of another one is, is escaping me. I think Elizabeth Patterson uh, also was a rotational piece last year. So, I mean, you're looking at like eight, nine, ten 
people that are coming back. And then they're also bolstered by quality depth at a lot of positions. And I mean, you're looking at a team that was the very last team into the tournament field in 2021 that could, that is primed to improve. Yeah, I would say so. I, I would say they, not that they under delivered, but they definitely could have, um, they, it's not like what we saw was even the ceiling last year. So, you know, we and also I think run. the caveat with last year is that in 2021, that tournament was scaled down, right? Yep. There's 16 teams that effectively got cut. Right. So, yep. I mean, in a normal year, tech makes, uh, makes the tournament in the middle of pack. It just happened to be an 80, uh, 48 team field. Yeah. Um, I will comment it. The article noted that 10 uh, tech players were returning from last year, but on the back of the envelope math uh, between freshmen, uh, sophomores, and juniors from last year, there were 12. So perhaps there's some, some outflow, but uh, I mean, they said all six starters, usual starters were coming back. So I believe that should mean what Dowd, McKissick, Bergman, uh, Brambia, uh, Tibbet. Okay. We could also look at the roster tab. I have the roster open in front of me. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, Rigsby graduated. Washington graduated. Yeah. Um, Clifton graduated. Those are the three that graduated. Everyone else is back. Yeah. So, so unless the article was wrong, uh, there's two that won't be here, I guess. But who knows? Or maybe somebody graduated early and would congrats to them. You know, we'll see. Roster math is going to be hard for at least another three years. Yeah. Uh, and this is, I, I, I mean, obviously there's no 2021, 20, 22 roster up yet. I, I tried to look, but, um, but yeah, also somebody's monkeying with the code, I think on the, on the backside of ramblingrec.com because everything has been bold the last couple of days. I don't know if you've noticed that, but, um, or maybe that's why, Georgia Tech. why you, uh, why you don't pay consultants to do your web development and instead do it in-house and pay your uh, pay your students am i right am i right am i right hey uh, to quote a wise man with a uh with a more uh, catchy named podcast than i uh the only thing that's always undefeated is billable hours so billable hours my greatest weakness or you know america's greatest weakness Hey, that's uh, that sounds like the problem for a different podcast than ours. I'll tell you that. True. Uh, speaking of other podcasts, or I guess listening to other podcasts, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go to listening to other podcasts? I was going to say, uh, are we about to do free ads? But I think I think the people know who who we prefer here. Um, let's see. I don't think so, man. There's uh, the Cubs just won, so that was nice. Go support your. Uh, Atlanta Hawks tomorrow if you're a local. Oh, boy. Atlanta Uh, Hawks in basketball playing against the Sixers, who are up, what, two games to one? Yep. My favorite. Hey, there's there's a reason they play seven games. So, Well, they're looking like they're only going to play five. 
but what do I know? If if you're looking for sports this week, uh, Super Regionals continue. By the time this comes out, it'll be today. So Monday, um, support the College World Series. We're trying to hashtag grow the game. Um, whether that, even though Georgia Tech is out uh, and Georgia Tech softball did not make the tournament, it has been great to see some exciting moments uh, happen in other regionals. Super regionals, and then for the women uh, in their college world series last week. It's a very good college, uh, women's college world series. Oh, I watched. Really? I watched a ton of it. It was very, very good. It was quite excellent. Um, that's one of the things about the, I guess, last five, ten years in in college sports. Uh, the advent of the ACC network, streaming, et cetera, et cetera. There are so many opportunities to catch. Hey, Georgia Tech volleyball. We just talked about them. You can catch basically every one of their games. Uh, There's so online. many sports on right now, especially it is, yep. is, is mind melting. Like the, the Euros were on this morning and then there's Copa America on, well, there was Copa America on this afternoon and there's about to be a U.S. women's national team game on in about six minutes. Uh, <laughs> the, the soccer specifically does not end this no, for really. the next like two months. My, it's, uh... it's great, but my brain hurts. I was going to say my, my advice, um, and speak, I don't know if I've ever openly admitted this, but when they hired me to be the non-rev guy here from the Rumble seat, I did not really know how to write about uh, golf because I'd never played and never really watched. Uh, but it's something you got you got to see. You got to, I guess, play a little bit, but uh, just experience and enjoy, and that comes with exposure. If you listen to this and you're like, hey, I skipped through the parts about volleyball, go ahead and watch. Uh, if you If you're not a swimmer, this is the perfect time. I guess we're on the tail end of uh, Olympic trials, but you got the Olympics. Jump into a new sport, uh, whether that's something tech has or something it doesn't. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's always nice to broaden your horizons outside of the the uh, big four, I guess. Uh, and that is something that college befriending people who are soccer fans, uh, watching Drive to Survive, <laughs> has done for me. To both so, of our yeah. detriments, you know, yes. exchanging. Definitely a good summer to kind of try something new, especially as uh, we uh, hopefully have more normal sporting seasons over the summer and the fall. So, Absolutely. I got nothing else. So uh, go Denmark and we will see you later.